0: This week's episode of Biz Talks. I'm Kim Singletary, managing editor of Biz New Orleans Magazine, and this week we're talking about cars. If you've been in the market for a car lately, you may have noticed that prices are up. According to Edmonds, the average used car price hit $26,500 in June, which is up 27% from a year ago. And the average new car price is about 41000 up 5% from last year. So basically the same as the average sticker price of $41,500. Um, why the increase? Basic economics. First, demand is high, just like we're seeing with home buying and other high price purchases. Consumers whose income has remained strong and have not been spending on travel and entertainment during the pandemic have money to spend, and they're looking to do it. At the same time, supply is low, thanks to supply chain issues, specifically uh, like we're seeing in Southeast Asia with car computer chips, um, auto manufacturers are rolling out fewer cars, which translates to fewer cars on dealer lots. Um, it's Econ 101, high demand plus low supply is a, equals increased price. But how long will this last, and what cars are specifically hard to get right now in our area? To fill us in on the situation, I'm chatting today with Rock Eshelman. He is Director of Public Relations for the Ray Brandt Auto Group. Welcome, Rock.
1: Hi, thanks so much for having me, Kim.
0: So um, a little bit about Ray Brandt. I I think everybody's seen the, the name all over the place, but it's been in existence since 1983. You guys have 13 locations. Um, and six collision centers that span um, in our region. That includes five on the West Bank, three on the East Bank, and five in the Biloxi area. And you guys cover a wide range of different vehicles, right?
1: We sure do. We've got uh, a Toyota dealership out there in Canada. Uh, Locally, we've got some luxury brands, Incenti and Porsche. Uh, Then we've also got uh, Kia, Hyundai Genesis, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram. Nissan and Volkswagen. And then we actually have a Chevy dealership and uh, Mercedes-Benz in South Mississippi uh, in addition to another Volkswagen, uh, Nissan and Infiniti dealership over in the Biloxi area. So
0: you're hitting all the price points and you guys sell used as well?
1: We do, we, we sell used at all of our stores. Uh, we also do certified pre-owned uh, which those are at if it's a used vehicle that is that specific franchise manufacturer, and right. we can certify a vehicle that way.
0: I definitely have one of those um so so tell me on your end um when did when did you guys start to see supply issues?
1: So you know we've gone through some different transitions over here at the the Ray Brand auto group of course we we lost our founder back towards the end of twenty nineteen. Um, and then Mrs. Brandt became CEO um, right after that. And then, of course, as soon as the pandemic happened in March of 2020, we started to make some internal strategic plans to make sure that we were, you know, as insulated as anybody could be at the time. Right. But truly, within the first couple of months of, of COVID, we started to see that the pipeline was dwindling when the manufacturing plants started to shut down. Then we saw the chip shortage. Then we saw the transportation shortage. Uh, then we saw, of course, issues with getting things from point A to point B with, with customs and and different things. So uh, And then, of course, you know, southeast Louisiana, you're throwing a couple of hurricanes there. We <laughs> had Hurricane Zeta last year, which, uh, you know, it was amazing to think was just a year and a few days ago at this point. Oh my God. And, uh, and then, of course, Hurricane Ida. Uh, a little over 70 days ago. So even beyond the national shortages that we've seen, uh, we've been planning for some of this now going on uh, a little over a year and a half. And what we decided to do as a group uh, under Mrs. Brandt's leadership was to determine whether or not we still needed to stock the lots with all of these vehicles. Okay. And even before we realized that that pipeline was getting real small, we started to get a little pickier about what vehicles were on the line. We took a lot of data from the customer base that we had. We took a lot of database uh, marketing. And what we decided to do was focus on just getting cars that people wanted. And I know it sounds so simple, uh, <laughs> but you know, if you just think back two years ago to these lots that had uh, hundreds and hundreds of vehicles on them, uh, you know, when the car buying experience was, uh, I heard somebody recently referred to it as a, a sport, you know, where you went and you and you could see from the consumer side that you had 600 vehicles on a nine acre lot, like we did at our Nissan store on, on La Palco. Uh, and the longer that that sat, the more uh, floor plan interest we paid on it the more damage that was potential for it sitting on a lot. The right. depreciation isn't just when you drive a new vehicle off of a lot, but the longer it sits on a lot as well. So we were able to start making some of those changes back in, I would say about May of 2020, because starting in June of 20, we started to see some records with the overall value of the company. Uh, And we started to compare what we were doing to the national auto dealer's average. So we'd look at MADA stats every month. And we just saw that that strategic plan was really paying off at that point. Uh, You know, so I think there's a lot of great information out there. uh, And surely we're seeing that. Absolutely. We've had some challenges with inventory with the supply chain. you know, you mentioned at the, the beginning about, uh, you know, which vehicles may be difficult to get in. I, I had a client who wanted a Mercedes E350, and, uh, you know, we can get it in, no problem. But it's coming in in March. Right,
0: right. Yeah, and you're seeing that with a lot of things. We were in the market for, for furniture. Furniture is another big thing, uh, big ticket items that, you know, are, are a long time coming now. So um, what... you
1: know, so it's it's real. A question of, you know, is the consumer okay with the changes in the car industry and the way that you buy a car?
0: So, what is it? What's the difference now? Like, what, how much less inventory are you guys down? You know, are we talking about 10%, 20%, 50%? When people go onto the lots now, how different does it look than it did two years ago?
1: So how it looks is a lot different than what it is, because what's happening now is when a truck comes in and it's got 10 vehicles on it, eight of them are sold already. Eight of them are pre-sold and coming out. So what's happening is, you know, compared to where we were, sure, we're we're talking about being down, you know, 50% in a lot of cases. Some cases we're down 80%. Um, You know, some of our really big uh, luxury brands, you know, we might be down 90% with what used to just sit on a lot, right. but not in what we're selling, because what we've done is just changed that, that methodology to, uh, you know, we can't go in you brought up furniture. You can't go in and, uh, and go to a local furniture store and say, I want that sofa. And, uh, I'm going to just pull up in the back and take it with me. Right? No, you We're going to be told it's, it's mine Now, the consumers haven't been used to that in the car industry. I think it's it's coming around as, as a thing, but I don't think we'll ever see inventory numbers get to what they were pre pandemic and pre shortages.
0: Wow. So so is it so what's the process now? Like you know, like you said, before you used to be able to go and you just kind of look at what you have mm-hmm. and what's on the lot, and then you pick something out and you drive away. So is it right. now, are you, you're sitting down with people and they're going through and, and really saying, OK, I want this interior, I want this color, I want mm-hmm. these features, OK.
1: My, many more custom orders, and, and custom orders are brands that you, you wouldn't necessarily think of. You know, if we talk about Porsche of New Orleans, sure, you could expect people would, would go do that. But we're all of our brands now, uh, we're able to pre-order and customize those cars the way that people want them. Um, so a lot of what our our sales team does now is is more online shopping it's more let's let's go on together and look at yes this is what we have in stock and look we've still got a lot of cars in stock we've got uh i think about 450 used vehicles in stock we've probably got another three or four hundred uh in new so it's not like there's nothing right but But there are a lot of cases where you walk into a lot and go, "Mm, I don't see what I want. And people are willing to wait right now. People are willing to sit down with the salesman, go online, pick out the make, model, the interior they want, the collar, all the bells and whistles, you know, and that's another benefit to the consumer is, you know, somebody might not have wanted the top of the line, you know, but if that's the only thing that's on the lot, that's what they were driving away with. Now we're able to customize really everything the way somebody wants it.
0: So should people basically, I mean, near end of the year is always when you see all the ads and it's, that's the time to buy and, you know, all the deals and all that stuff. But I'm assuming we're not going to really see that this year.
1: I wouldn't think so.
0: So <laughs> what we're
1: seeing, what we're seeing from the manufacturers and, and you're absolutely right. Go back a couple of years and think about all the year end sales and the you know, model year-end clearance. Oh, yeah. You know, the average truck rebates were four, $5,000 sometimes for some manufacturers. What we're seeing is that those rebates are now still there, but you've got maybe a $500 rebate. Uh, where the consumer is still coming out in the exact same place where it comes to the finances of the vehicle, though, is the used car values have never been this high and then you know and we said it six months ago the used car values have never been this high they continue to go up used cars are appreciating in value which is just something that's unheard of we've got uh people who are trying to get out of leases and you know getting out of a lease used to be a a real chore and it usually costs the consumer a whole lot of money to get out of it early we're writing people checks to get out of leases right now We had a a customer who turned in a Mercedes not that long ago uh, and we saw a residual of $25,000 on a lease that we were able to put down towards a new vehicle for the, the client so that's where you know we talked a little bit earlier about car buying being a sport you know and consumers have the old line view of you know let me go in and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get over on the dealer and we're gonna beat them up on price and uh, I'm not paying that. It's you're still getting the same deal if not better now, even with the price of the vehicle being as quote unquote high as it is, even with paying sticker or over sticker on a brand new vehicle, the trade value has made you really come out. Six to one, half a dozen of the other.
0: Well, yeah, I thought that was interesting because at the beginning, like I said, it, uh, new car prices, they said have been up like five percent. But if used car prices are up closer to thirty percent, then you are doing okay as long as you have a, a, a car right. to to trade in. As long as
1: you have a car to trade in, I agree. Uh, I agree, and we've look. We've gone to some new methods of of trying to buy vehicles as well. We're we're actively promoting. We wanna buy vehicles from our customers, which has never really been a, a, a strong point of car dealerships, but you see it all over now. Uh, and you've also, a lot of dealers have a lot of land and a lot of a, you know, footprint that you don't necessarily need anymore. So I think there's some more changes that are gonna be coming to, to the look of the auto industry as well.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting concept. So like you say, you know, if, if the car buying does doesn't change for a while and you're you've got this different experience where you're coming in and you're working with somebody more likely at a computer to kind of figure out what you want, you don't need all that land. So, and you don't have to pay for all that land. <laughs> so, do you right. think that you're going to start to see some downsizing that way?
1: Absolutely. I think we, you know, we're in a unique position uh, with the land that we have and and you know, we're very happy with Uh, what we offer, but we surely have restructured the design of some of our facilities. Uh, And, you know, we used to see a lot of dealers with these uh, separate used car lots that weren't part of their dealership. I think we're going to see a lot of those start to disappear.
0: So what are the hottest vehicles right now at the different price points? Like you said, you guys cover everything from luxury down to, you know, you know, more basic. So what are, what are we talking about? And, And is it unique to our region? Are there certain vehicles and things that are more in demand here than there would be, like, say, in California?
1: So surely there are. You know, we still uh, can sell a big SUV in Louisiana and and get away with it and people really enjoy it. Uh, You know, the trucks that we've got at Dodge always go hot. Uh, The Ram Laramie is always a, a hot seller. The Kia Telluride is one. This was a difficult vehicle to get before The pandemic started, and Kia, which is um, our only brand out of Korea, uh, which was really hit with the chip shortage uh, majorly, we have seen, uh, although that, again, supply chain's kind of small, and the pipeline's not as full as we'd like it to with Telluride. Uh, People are just going crazy over it. Uh, Toyota's always hot with a Camry every time they they do a new design on it. Uh, You know, it's always... Uh, hot seller. Infinity has just come up with a brand new for 2022, a QX60, which is the smaller SUV.
0: Okay.
1: It's uh, a little bit bigger than the crossover, but not as big as the QX80. And uh, we're actually having a little uh, party to unveil it and let clients look at it later on this week. Uh, but Infinity is really expecting that one to be something special. Uh, we've gotten a lot of pre-orders on it as well. And then on the the luxury side, the Porsche Taycan is the first all-electric Porsche. uh, And that one came out about a year ago and has been a real hot seller for us. And and when I say hot seller on Porsches like that, uh, you know, we're selling more than we would anticipate. And we're selling them as soon as we can get them ordered, uh, even with some of the limited EV charging that we have in Louisiana. Uh, we're still seeing that. I uh, am actually getting some out of state buyers you know coming down to us for that as well, really mhm,
0: okay, so you've got kind of on both sides. you have an electric vehicles it's a real demand for that, and then but also mm-hmm. like the suburbans and the <laughs>
1: right. yeah, and uh, i tell you our suburbans right now it's another one that we're we're a few months away, but uh as soon as they come in, as soon as we can get them ordered, you know, we've we've got them lined up to be sold for about the next six months right now.
0: So is that like how far out like when people are you know saying okay you know I want one of these more in demand cars are we talking like six months.
1: I think you're talking anywhere from three to six months right now.
0: Three to six okay. Wow. Um, And so all of this, so you think this is going to be not a short-term deal? This isn't going to be like we go back to normal next year? I don't
1: think we ever go back to what pre-pandemic normal was. Uh, As we see from some of the changes in rebates and and from the manufacturer's end, and we see some of the increased profitability on the individual dealer side, while the consumer is still getting a good deal, and they're not overpaying, and they're being paid very well on trade, you know uh, what would be the point of going backwards? I right. guess uh, this was a this was a disruption that nobody anticipated, and you know the auto industry has seen very few disruptors. We've got a few national chains that promote, you know, only online ordering, and we'll go deliver your vehicle to you, and all of that. It's um, not to disparage, but it's it's more of a gimmick than it is a a complete business model. So, other than that, you know, then you had EV come in, and we see where some of the manufacturers are are committing to go all electric over the next handful of years. Well, so that's great as long as we have the infrastructure in place to be able to support that. Uh, Louisiana, unfortunately, is second only behind Alaska in preparedness uh in lack of preparedness for electric vehicles which means you know we can sell them right in the metro area you're fine but if you're taking a trip from here to alexandria you might not be or if you going from alexandria oh, yeah. to Streetport, you know do you really have the the capabilities that you need so i think ev is still going to be a few years old but as far as inventory going back to pre-pandemic levels i don't i don't see it happening uh not without uh a major change in you know it's really volume sales versus uh customized sales is what we're seeing and the amount of money that everybody can make from the customer who can make it on the used vehicle to the dealer who can make it on the uh on the sale and the manufacturer who's making it from the dealer I i think everybody's kind of found their stride even if we were able to get back to those pre-pandemic numbers the inventory shortages based on chips transportation uh, and some other raw material issues because especially when you get into the EZ world now we've got even more raw materials that we have to convert and that's going to be a challenge as well so i would say even if we wanted to we wouldn't see those inventories come back up to anywhere near pre-pandemic levels until probably the third quarter of 2023.
0: Well, that's yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of change going on, like you said, in an industry that, you know, really hasn't changed that much, um, in Mine. in a very long time. So, uh, but it's, it doesn't sound like it's as bad as I thought originally. I was kind of, I was hearing a lot of, oh God, don't buy a car right now. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> it sounds like there's, there's some asterisks to that. If you, if you have something to trade in, if you're, you know, willing to do wait a little bit to get exactly what you want, you know, that's, and you know, cards you keep for a long time. So hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so no, it's, maybe For wait. most
1: people, it's, for most people it's the second biggest investment of their life besides their home. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we encourage everybody, do your homework, make sure that it's, it's a price range that you're comfortable with and you know now it's really take your time with it take your time to decide what you want you know by the time somebody really makes the decision to yes yeah, that's what I want to order or that's what I want to buy we've usually spoken to them about seven to ten times
0: Oh,
1: okay so you know we're we're also seeing a much more uh, educated consumer base right because of some of the the online options most people aren't just going to you know, I just want to go walk around the lot and see what you have. You no, know, people walk into a dealership and go, I saw you have this. That's what I want.
0: Right, right. What, now, what about financing? Is that, is it good right now? Are we looking financing at is low pretty APRs? Good right
1: we're, look, we're looking at low APRs. Uh, now, you will see that uh, year-end incentive come out uh, with 0% for a lot of new models still. Uh, but we're seeing as long as you're, uh, you know, With a decent Beacon score, you're looking at, uh, worst case scenario right now, 1.2 to 1.9. Wow.
0: That's pretty good.
1: Mm -hmm. Um. (laughs) Now, of course, the used used market's a little bit different, but that's just dependent on a whole lot of different factors. Uh, But on the new side, and we saw the manufacturers and the banks jump in, uh, especially after some of the stimulus packages passed originally and start offering the zero percent, no money down and stretching it out uh for eighty four months. And that was, you know, and I, I most people will remember it used to be a, you know, it was a zero for sixty and then it became zero for seventy two and then we're at zero for eighty four.
0: Wow. that definitely get the prices down. Um mm-hmm. Well, awesome. I really appreciate your time. I know this is going to be a, kind of a busy time for you guys in end of the year. And, um, but
1: it is and And we're happy to take care of everybody we can.
0: <laughs> well, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Um, all right. So, so there you go. So there's all the all what you need to know about if you're looking at a new car at the end of this year or more likely in the next three to six months, uh, you, it's a good time to look. So, and bye, apparently. So thanks so much.
1: All right. Thanks, Kim.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media, at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.